0: Well, I guess I could just start with, because Eduardo, in your email for this episode, you had said like, like what's next, what's left, and obviously the pun of like what's left, right, like left, right. And I feel similarly to you, Andy. Um, I still have moments where I'm like, uh, but I'm I'm kind of on the left, like the real left. But but generally, I feel like very similar. Like I just want to connect with people who want to tear. The institutions down who want to tear the system down and rebuild it from the ground up because at this point i just there's there's no other way there's no reforming this stuff um but there's also like the you know the other meaning of what's left of like what's what remains mm. when everything is shattered whether it's you know physically or your understanding of the world politics health whatever. Um, and I do feel like, I mean, there's like the micro and the macro, right? Like personally, I do feel like the the sort of two-ish years of COVID and everything related to that, um, I feel like it kind of broke me. <laughs>
1: Welcome to What's Left, the weekly political discussion Challenging the mainstream Left. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host, teacher and socialist in the Lipson, and writing teacher Jessica. Uh, and Kenny will be out for today, and we'll expect him to be with us next week. Uh, we are online at wet s leftwebnocom uh, You can find that link to our blog in the episode notes. Uh, you can find our personal social media handles as Instagram, at Don Eduardo Barca, and at zepdke and Jessica's. Twitter handle, at jhomie89. Please subscribe, rate review, turn on your notifications, and share share your favorite episode wherever you found this episode. Thank you. So, uh, today's topic will be, uh, we were planning to read the Russian Revolution, or we are planning to discuss the Russian Revolution, but something came up, so uh, Kenny was busy, so we'll be uh, doing something else differently. Do you want to introduce the topic, Kenny,
2: since you have the... But just to say, Kenny's not not just busy, but he's, he's in Mexico city. He's like in the same country as you are. Yeah. And yes. all you, all our recent, what's left except for me have been a run. You're in Mexico. Jessica's coming back from Mexico and Kenny's in Mexico. So sensu- were we
0: all in Mexico like two days ago? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: <you know> what? <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: It's a big country though. I forget how big <laughs> it is until I'm in it.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't know we were all of us in the same, at the same time, so it's just nice, whatever. I mean, I could have messaged, I didn't know, I actually forgot just, but I even forgot Kenny was until uh, yeah. he mentioned it into the group, and then I thought, oh, that's right. So I messaged him, and I said, if you wanted to meet up, he's probably very busy, and I said, don't worry
2: about it if you can't. Right, uh, and, so. and I know that you said, he. we expect him to be back, <laughs> I laughed at that, we expect to be back next week, Kenny, but... I'm going to check in with him and just see if he might be going on in a little bit of a – he's with family, and so I want to just check if, if this is going to be us three for the coming weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But, the, yeah. but we both – Eduardo and I really thought it was important, number one, that Kenny would be here for when we discuss the Russian Revolution. And Jessica, I know that you said you just hadn't really known too much about it. And there's at least one article or one kind of historical piece I thought it would be worth you reading. So at least you'd be a little bit more able to either ask questions or make comments that would have, have I felt. I was, the
0: homework for the yeah,
2: homework. exactly. So we'll do that. We're, it's coming. And then that's when I want to get Jeff, Jeff back on after that as well.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I think that what, what is great is that, um, I mean, what I, what I would like for is Kenny to be there with us. That's
3: what I want. Yeah. Um,
2: all right Andy can you introduce yes what did you have in mind Andy well as you as you know both you and I kind of struggled a little bit when we talked about what what to really talk about like there are things going on um but I we both kind of landed on the notion of like talking about sort of where things are at for us I want to say politically or organizationally or like, in the things we're doing that involve dealing with the world, you know? Um, and for me, so I, I wanted to kind of take stock of where I'm at with regards to what's left, with regards to workers and students for choice, maybe other things that go beyond that. Um, I guess it would, and just see, because I'm definitely committed to both what's left and workers and students for choice, but at the same time, I feel like things are in flux and a little changing. Like. We've been talking about in what's left changing the way we even do the introduction. We haven't done it because only Jessica did her homework and only she's the one who only one who put forward, like, <laughs> an actual thing and none of us responded to it.
1: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I I sent you what I thought in my and you said it was lame. Don't don't go, don't, don't go on and, and be saying I, I she's the only one. <laughs> well, Yours
2: was you're not lame. gonna go out there and tell the world that I'm not doing my work. You were doing your work. But yours was lame, and Jessica. was... <laughs> I
0: didn't even see Eduardo's.
2: Yeah, see oh, yours. I didn't send it to, to Jess. Okay. I should have uh, sent so it. That's because he was trying to exclude you. Um, and- <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not trying to exclude anybody. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, Je- yes, Eduardo, it's okay, no. true. Yours was lame, and Jessica's was too academic. So. Um, I didn't, but I didn't say that there was was something about it that sounded very academic to me and I just didn't fit, but
3: I've never never done anything on it. But anyway,
2: (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I just feel like I wanted to talk, talk with the three of you. I think Kenny would be good in this conversation, but honestly, well, I would just say, I just want to talk about where you all are at in relationship to what's left in relationship to the things you're doing. Eduardo, you haven't been as involved in workers students for choice, but you've been doing your own stuff as well. And Jessica kind of pops in and out. And I'm just kind of curious if you all are in that same place of sort of, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm, I'm taking actions, but I kind of don't know what I'm doing. That's yeah. what I would describe my situation. And I'd like to discuss that more and just see if I can. I don't know if I'm going to come out of this with making sense of what I need to do, but at least I'll have, I'll have company in my confusion right um is that enough to description because because for for our audience that must be a thrilling idea is okay this guy doesn't know what he's talking about so let's listen to him for an hour (laughs) yeah i I feel like
0: oh no i was just gonna say i feel like what did you say uh i'm taking actions but i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) yeah that pretty much sums it up so i feel like yeah we're done that's the episode
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it's where are we at um do we have a shared cause? Uh, we created Workers and Students for Choice uh, last year out of a necessity for many students and workers that were facing, um, uh, you know, challenges at work or in school. That's where this came from, right? We were, I think, it ignited something for all of us. I think for Jess and her own, when we met her, that's how we got to know her through through her work and through... Uh, her reaching out i think it was right Jess, and and, uh, and then i and she was an enlightened person before i even came on board because if anyone knows i on what's left i was i was somewhere in in the middle right and 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 then andy had to face challenges at work with his union and 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 kenny was facing challenges with his own com- uh, organizing efforts right uh, and I was facing my own at, at with uh, in public education, right? In the school district in San Francisco. I think that's what workers and students in choice sprung from. And it was a good place for us to find each other and find community. Uh, and I have since, uh, I think since school started last year, I think I was very exhausted from just how emotionally draining I shared that in you know, a workers and students for choice meeting, how I felt emotionally I don't just invest my time with friends and community members I really do invest if I care and uh and I felt very isolated so I think it was a good place I'll just start from where I felt with workers and students for choice so this was a I think it's a very meaningful get together and uh and as soon as I got involved in other things it started piling up for me um but uh yeah I mean I I think what's left keeps us together in, in a shared cause. But I, I would like to explore what that, that shared cause is.
3: Wait.
2: About Jessica, you have thoughts initially as we well, start I
0: have general thoughts, but I don't know, maybe it makes sense for you to say, since you're kind of the ringleader of workers and students for choice, like just in response to that question of like what's the what, what was the purpose of it then? What's the purpose of it now? And right. is it is it a shared cause? And then maybe we can like
2: go out. Yeah. And- and I'm hoping we can also talk about what's left in some ways too, because that mm-hmm. when Eduardo and I talked, we we kind of talked about areas. There you go, Eduardo. You I guess,
3: man, man, I don't know how to start. Just give me a. I'll take a second.
2: I think I sort. I do sort of have. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and trust my gut and go with this. I do have to start with what's left. Um. Because what that title, even though it means what's left of anything, it really came from the idea about my, and we started in 2018, it came from my, my belief that the left, like what the hell is going on with the left? And I mean the left, the people who are liberals and revolutionaries and anarchists and Marxists and left liberals and people breaking from the Democratic Party, in my I was beginning to believe that that was too narrow, that it didn't need to mean other people who were considered conservative and radical Republicans in some ways, but I hadn't gone there yet. And so I just thought, well, what's left? Because I think of building the left. And when I think of building the left, ultimately, I think of revolution. I think of taking on the state and bringing it down and creating a worker's state, a place where workers democratically decide. Thing So that's what I believed socialism was. Um, so that, that was, and I started it with the with Eduardo trying to like figure out where, where am I in all this, um, in, in the left. And so I don't, so that has been that whole notion of being in the left and even the a construction of a left. I'm sorry, I really am pretty much done with that. I don't, I don't see things in left or right. So I'm trying to first of all figure out where is my center of access now and i and I think for me it still is revolution i think I would describe it this way it's it's i it's revolution or reform are you a reformist conservative or are you revolutionary conservative if, if you will are you looking to take down institutions or are you looking to 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 just fiddle with them and make them better from either well one side of the spectrum or the other and um so i think that is my center of axis that i'm that i still hold to um but i don't think it's meaningful to talk about the left in, in for me anymore it's it's about are we are are we doing are we making revolutionary change or are you trying to alter keep the thing intact in just make it better somehow you know but keep the overall structure of the institution intact and i would describe it as the institution as capitalism so i do still think that that is, um, that, is, that is my North Star for trying to figure out what I'm doing. And Workers and Students for Choice is an avenue for that. Um, but I don't exactly know how. And I think I have more to say about that, but I think that's my first thing. And What's Left is no longer about holding on to the left, but it is still my way of trying to figure out how do I keep in front of me the idea of What I'm for and what I want to talk with other people about is I'm for revolutionary change. I'm for completely dismantling the institutions that exist and building new ones with people who don't like the way things are. And I agree with Allison with the the aim of holding on to and celebrating humanity out of it um, instead of destroying it and working it to death or making it enslaved. So I'd like to celebrate humanity. I'd like to be immersed in humanity that as a part of building something rather than separated from humanity and seeing us picked apart and turned into little cogs. Um, that's the first thing. I guess I am first putting forward my vision statement that I'm trying to make sense of. And then I'm going to probably try to answer how am I doing that and what's left and how am I doing that in workers and students for choice? Does that make sense?
3: yeah yeah definitely. So I'd like to hear from others about what they think about that kind of stuff or what how they
2: put their mission statement?
0: Yeah, now I'm feeling like I have to say a vision statement. Sorry. <laughs> um well, I guess I could just start with, because Eduardo, in your email for this episode, you had said like, like, what's next, what's left, And obviously the pun of like what's left, right? like left, right. And I feel similarly to you, Andy. Um, I still have moments where I'm like, uh, but I'm I'm kind of in the left, like the real left. But but generally I feel like very similar. Like I just want to connect with people who want to tear the institutions down, who want to tear the system down and rebuild it from the ground up. Because at this point I just, there's, there's no other way. There's no reforming this stuff. Um, but there's also like the, you know, the other... Meaning of what's left of like what's what remains mm. when everything is shattered, whether it's you know physically or your understanding of the world, politics, health, whatever um and I do feel like I mean there's like the micro and the macro, right? like personally, I do feel like the the sort of two ish years of COVID and everything related to that, um, I feel like it kind of broke me in a way, right? Like, and I think a lot of people probably feel similarly, um, like there were just so many areas of my life where I felt I was retrospectively, like I look back and realize how much I was just towing the line against my own intuition, against my own value system, and there's so much so many forces in society and culture that, you know, oh, no, like just just vote one more time or just like just try this same thing one more time. Right. Like it, it'll work out. No, it'll work out. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it, it, everything, everything was it, it just I feel like I went through a lot of anger that first year, which I'm sure a lot of people did. And a lot of it was righteous anger but i do feel i don't know there was just so much so much going on and so many emotions um and now i i do i mean there's still all of it's still here right it's not like oh <laughs> the fourth industrial revolution happened and now we're good <laughs> like it's still scary but i do just on a personal level kind of feel and maybe it's just where i am and whatever um but i do feel kind of like we've emerged from some sort of tunnel and now I'm like okay where where are we because we're not where we were I don't feel like this that sense of like just constant anxiety and constant just like everything you ever knew or everything you were ever clinging on to (laughs) um is taken away right relationships and um you know, jobs, whatever, uh, the vision of your life that you have for yourself. But I don't really know. I'm like, okay, where am I? (laughs) It's like, you're coming out of the tunnel. And then it's so bright that you're like, where am I? What's going on? I need to reorient. What's my life purpose. What's my vision mission statement. And I do think like on a collective that kind of happened too. maybe like the, like the caterpillar butterfly. Well, I don't think we've quite emerged into a butterfly <laughs> yet collectively, but, you know, I think on the collective, like there is also that sense of like, in a sense, like a lot of stuff has kind of broken to the point where a lot more people are realizing like this can't be rebuilt. We have to find a different way. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and, and I like Andy and I were just talking and I think Eduardo, you know, but our listeners don't know. Like I just came. Um. Back from a two-week yoga teacher training, um, so it was two like very intensive weeks of a lot of like discussion of oh, just everything from you know your your sort of deepest traumas and your identity and uh, your spirituality and and I was really immersed, like uh, almost no screen time at all. Uh, I didn't read the news a single day. I was just immersed with people in a beautiful space, you know, on a (laughs) Mexican island in the jungle. Um, And it I don't know, like, where I'm going. I don't really know what I want to do with my life, like, personally or in terms of the cause. I mean, I want those things hopefully to align. Um, But I did emerge... I mean, I'm still trying to kind of integrate the experience and figure out like how I feel different because I definitely feel different. But the one thing I do recognize is like that that was a space where for two weeks, a bunch of human beings could connect in person, could laugh and cry and really just like tap into the magic of being alive and being ourselves like authentically ourselves right like it was just acceptance um across all sorts of differences and all sorts of experiences and um and like that feeling that that cultivated by the end of it that's like what I want to create in my life in my relationships in my work in my organizing activism whatever um so I don't necessarily know like what what I want to do, but I know the feeling that I want to cultivate. If that makes any sense.
3: It does. Eduardo, yeah. do you want to go from there? Yeah, I mean I appreciate you both sharing that. Um, I.
1: I wish, like I I think back to, I'm always bringing this up because obviously people who know this is like a very traumatic experience, 18 years of my life being a Jehovah's Witness. I feel having been a Jehovah's Witness, I, I didn't leave the Jehovah's Witnesses, they pushed me out, right? And so I, I always envy people with faith and people with religion and all of that. It's not like I'm going to do it, it's just I'm I'm just not, they push me out to the, to, to the point where I, I can no longer feel whatever, or pretend or whatever happened to me at that time. So I, I, I've been pushed out in the same way. I wish I was a part of the left. I envy all of those. I used to share a lot on my Facebook posts, uh, Facebook posts on, on climate change and political campaigns and voting and lots of things. And I miss that world. I'm transitioning out and I didn't leave it. I got pushed out again. and so. Uh, so I, I envy just my friends who are currently on a campaign right now, <laughs> and, um, and and talking about their wins. And uh, and right now there is a, a California bill for uh, union uh, for for immigrant workers to vote for uh, uh, for no for uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor, to sign into law that uh, immigrants can vote for within a union but he's hesitant because he doesn't want it to be considered like voter fraud or something like that. I'm like, it's never going to be enough. You know, you're just never. And so I, I just, I envy that, that, that life again. It was a life really. It was, but, uh, I, I don't feel connected. So, um, um, my, my purpose and what I hope I sharing in with, with that with what's left and, uh, Other people, it's that I will continue using what's left as a signal for people to like we have brought many people together through Workers and Students for Choice. That was a beautiful way that that was your idea, Andy. This what's left continues to be a signal. It may be a very dim signal, not because of our fault, but because of, you know, and there are the contest of algorithms and people's also. You know, there there hesitancy to to understand that it's beyond uh a black and white uh, uh, political stance, you know, it, it's it's very complex and we have to work together as workers and not see each other as left and right anymore. Um so I will continue I think for me, what's important to me is to continue seeing what's left as that signal, to continue speaking, to continue being challenged, to continue debating this, to continue being of of some vehicle or voice for folks that want to find a uh like the comfort in, and they have found in what's left that they couldn't find elsewhere because we have been that uh that dissident voice really we have been dissidents on both right and left spectrum on the on the spectrum um I'm also where as far as like action wise action i'm always figuring that out what does it how does it look like on the ground? Uh I remember being frustrated with uh what we were doing at one point, Andy. Uh I don't want to speak to the details of it, but I, I think you remember that I should I said to you once, how is this activity contributing to our against mandates or or restrictions or I don't understand like I'm 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 just not feeling aligned with this specific activity that we're doing. That is aligned with, with our fighting. Like you know, like, like I don't see how revolutionary it is at this moment. I'm ha- I'm having trouble seeing it. I was expressing doubts, and that's constantly what I'm seeing. I'm constantly seeing that uh, play out in my actions. Whether it's you know in Colombia when I was out talking to folks, I think I needed that inspiration you know you can't find it in the USA it's very hard especially in San Francisco in Colombia everybody most people they don't think of left and right. everybody's in an agreement about what you know the, the 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 lockdowns did so i think i found that 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 comfort in knowing that you know the rest of the world most of it was in a, was against the lockdowns so we're we're not crazy ones it's it's all these, you know, blue uh, cities that are crazy. You know, I don't know, they're, they're still in their head about it. And now I see some of them saying COVID jail. I see teachers, I'm not going to mention, but I see them say, oh, we're so glad we had a COVID jail. I wish you would have said that uh, two years ago. I wish you would have said that a year ago. You didn't say it, and now you're saying it. Uh, so I, I went to Colombia for that. I volunteered with other sex workers. And then I got connected with uh, migrants. And so that to me is important to me, not because of, uh, I just feel like the open borders issue has suddenly come up to the forefront for me because it's, it's similar to a mandate, similar to an imposition. It's similar to taking away your freedom of speech. It's to similar, it's, it's all of these uh, draconian rules imposed by the government that's important to me and exposing that for people i think i'm glad we met other people that are on the conservative side but i'm i'm but i'm not okay with their positions against immigration so i think this is a way to share like you know what i'm going to speak out in these groups people are listening to us who like uh uh who like us you know i know some conservative people who are listening to this really like us, but I thought it was important that, you know, at some point we have to, we have to talk about the the differences that we have within our, our, uh, what when, when we unite, we have to talk about what our differences are and debate it and talk about it. And the only way to do it is to join other workers where I'm here and I'm going to go down South with them and join them and report from there. and talk about it with people who want to talk about it with me right that to me is important but what's left will always be a part i think i was thinking about this as i was finally editing some stuff and got one video up which took me a long time on my youtube channel um i was thinking about these things and to you you, what you're saying uh jess you know having practiced vipassana for so long which is a type of traditional meditation in the buddhist philosophy i always see it as a place in my life it's like political work and spiritual work like it it, it really does for me i'm not going to say i'm a monk i don't i'm not going to practice monk principles and lead that life I, at one point maybe when i was uh 22 i wanted to be a monk but no and so i'm i i have a i have a different way of seeing it now and, and i'm i just see it as a way for me to be able to not get overwhelmed by so much that there is suffering in the world right it's just there's a lot going on and i just think that the way with the way that 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 we would say a police officer is also a worker they're just on the other side i would say that we are also seeing people who have our differences being you know being reactive um spiritually they're just being reactive there's a lot going on there for the reasons why they're doing what they're doing i think most people are not in tune with themselves right they're not they're just they take up political causes but it's more of a reaction i feel rather than really thinking is this of service to their greater cause which is for humanity i think most people want to do great good things for humanity I, i would say that most cynical and 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 uh Malicious people are few. I think most people are just at last, and and they become complacent. Or no, excuse me, I don't want to use complacent.
2: They become resigned, is the word. Yeah. I'm glad we're having this kind of conversation. Uh, it's not often on what's left that, that we do something where it's like, okay, this is not a... This would be... Most of the time, we've had a conversation that prepares us to be ready. Okay, here's what we're going to be talking about and what's left. And for me today, this feels more like we did this once before when we were actually thinking when you, me, Eduardo, and Kenny were on the show, Jessica, was before you joined us, when we were workshopping the idea of are we going to launch something, workers, students, for choice? And we literally had that discussion here, and then we kind of made the conclusion that we should do something like that. And that's how this moment feels for me, is like we hadn't really prepared, and And so what's really helpful is both listening to both of you. It's, it's really helped me give, give me a sense of where I'm at. So I'll start with Jessica's analogy of exiting from a cave and like, I, I wasn't in a cave before 2018, 2019, but definitely 2020 we we went into the cave and it was dark and I had no idea where I was. There was moments of depression during that time. Um, but I, I agree with you, Jessica. I'm emerging from the cave. And when you first come out, it is bright. And it's like you can't really tell where you are. But I am looking around and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the cast of characters around me are completely different than the ones where I came out of the Like when I went into the cave, I had this group of people. And now it's a whole new group. Like it's not the same people. Um, and that's a little disorienting. Um, and the other interesting thing is something that you said, Jessica, and I think you said this, is. I know I'm for revolution and I actually believe now that the people who are around me sound more like they are for revolution, but they sound very different than me. Like I used to think that revolutionaries would all sound like socialists, if you will. You know, it all sound that's working class revolution, capitalism, profit system, blah, blah, blah. You know, I believe that stuff, but it's, that's what I thought all the revolutionaries would agree on. And like I actually do believe there's a lot of people around me who are like, this system's got to go. We got to tear this thing down. Now there's limitations to some of that, but they are more, they seem more committed to more substantial change than the people I went to into, into this, but they seem much more politically diverse at the same time. And that's disorienting. Um, And, but at the same time, I think that's also encouraging that maybe we can be gathered. And the other thing you said, Jessica was, about that feeling like what you don't know where we're going but you know what you want it to feel like and i think that that is i'm, I'm coming to believe that that is going to have to be one of the ways that i use as a kind of a guide is that feeling because eduardo you did a good thing to bring up that time when we were like wait where is this all leading and the thing for me the reason i i'm glad we still pursued that is the guide for me was less like will this do something to stop this or will this lead to revolution as more than no i think this is going to build some trust links i think this is going to build some experience together i think this is going to build a chance where we've been separated for so long to actually be with people even if these things are seemingly just service oriented versus like organizing and trying to change something and i to me i feel like that proved true like some links got built that have carried through. And those relationships for me and maintaining those relationships aren't partly an act. Well, they are an act of resistance because this, the current system is trying to break all those apart. Um, so that, that part is helpful. And the other part that's helpful, and this is listening to you, Eduardo, is for you in some ways, when I listen to you, it's almost like you almost like look back fondly on that time, you know, like, I wish I could go back. And I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, do I wish I could go back? And I'm, I'm realizing I don't want to go back to that. Like I don't feel I'd, I'd rather be coming out of this cave all disoriented and kind of half blinded and the light's too bright and i got to keep my eyes somewhat closed and I'm still trying to make my way than where I was before I entered the cave. Um, I'd rather be here. Um, That, that I feel is true. I, and so I guess that's what I'll say. That's that's not that's that's what comes to mind for me. It's really just helpful for me to hear your you, your two reference points. Um and ultimately the the first and the first thing I'll say that is important to me that I know won't change are the connections and relationships and trust I build with people. And um, you know. Getting to know Jake, uh, who's, I haven't really talked with him in a while, but getting to know Jake from Chicago, not the Jake, and then having him come here and getting to see him and hug him, that was, a that's just a big deal, you know? And he's like New World Order guy and, you know, like Rockefeller. And like that's not what I'm thinking, but he fucking hates this system, you know? And how we will take this thing down, I don't know how guys like him or people like him Work with people like me to take it down, but I know we both want to. I just don't know how it gets done. But I believe that it is built not just in the hatred of something, but it's actually most built in the caring about something. um And that's what Jessica, your statement about the thing you did with the, the yoga thing is reminding me of.
1: I don't know if this is helpful. You can cut this out if you want, because I feel like I'm going to ramble a bit. Um, So I I think that every day I'm thinking, what am I doing that's contributing to my to I to Mm. spiritual or political work. That's these are the two things I look at, and everything I do is revolved. Like these are the centerpieces of my life. That that's the way I see it because I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. We constantly had to every day we woke up and it's like what are the two things we have to do. We had to uh, um, we had to Work in this world secularly, and we have to work in the spiritual world. And these are the, the way that Jehovah's Witnesses think of like, you have to work because you have to be able to sustain yourself in the world. And then you have to also do the service work, which is spiritual work because we're going to go to paradise one day. This is how I've been trained, right? So in my head, when I wake up, I think this, what the spiritual, the, my spiritual work does is it keeps me sane. It just keeps me sane. It's not like I'm going to become a monk. I'm I'm not, I I obviously don't lead a monk life, but it keeps me sane. It keeps my mind sane, knowing that the world is huge. There's a lot of issues with it and I can get very overwhelmed and there's a lot of suffering that goes on and I can get very, very, very emotional if I'm not careful. And then there's the action work, right? Like the political work. And that's what helps me. So every day I wake up. So if I'm in my family, I debate things, I challenge them. Sometimes they get exhausted with me, and I think of all the little ones, everyone listening in, even if my older uncle's listening in on what I do. A lot of my family members think I take risks, too many risks, uh, and I'm going to go down the border, and they just don't want me to do that. I challenge them on why I want to join these workers, why I think open borders is important. And and when we go to a restaurant and they have these QR codes, I ask for... um, I ask for a physical menu always and then that sparks up conversation and they're like why are you so difficult and then that brings up other things and we talk about that and I think that is the work I need to be doing besides preparing for what's left besides preparing these videos to go to the sel- to the south sel- to, sel- to the border besides recuperating from having hurt and having volunteered and having been with sex workers in Colombia and trying to recover from that and then going back to the USA and then joining actual in-person workers and students for choice because that's what it really calls to me not virtual that's really why it, it's 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 tiring and what i also had suggested when i was talking to you over the phone is what also keeps me centered is also when i when i'm when i'm feeling like at loss i do read uh for me i read some of the stuff that uh uh like i'll, I'll delve into someone's Slack or. Uh, someone's anarchist blog or something in order for me to keep myself in that like center to, to keep myself centered. And I said to you that I would like for it to evolve workers and students for choice where people debate ideas and challenge each other and start talking about what political sphere we could go into. Right? Like if I said, let's, I'm going to read some anarchist, uh, 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 passage, and then people can either take it or leave it, right? But I, I, I'd i like to do some of that stuff because I think the readings are really important and then doing stuff like political work, such as tabling, such as what you did, or with challenging people. That to me is a little daunting. Like I don't like to be considered an unvaccinated person. In an un, and, and that is putting myself out there, right? Like I've said it here, but being out there tabling in Berkeley, when Berkeley is the hub for that, <laughs> I find it very, uh, you know, I find it very, uh, uh, amazing. I, I don't know what I was looking for the word, but for both of you to do that and you and Brandy really, uh, I applaud you for it, you know, and people have questions and from there it brings up other things. Um, so I think, uh, when I think of our shared cause, I, I think we do have very strong shared, uh, I. I uh, a uh, uh, a shared vision which is definitely we're anti-capitalist however we think that we, we should go up to that mountain uh and uh we're in agreement about how these these left and right divides really divide us you know uh and we also in agreement about expanding that to other people that we may not have seen as potential comrades right uh so where do I bring that, right? I think of it in public education here in my country, abroad, right, and in what's left, and then joining a small group in a local area such as SF or going across the bridge if I have to, to have an in-person uh, meetups. That to me is important. Uh, I don't want to give up on that. And if more work can be done by bringing more people together, then it will be discussed collectively. And then I will have to change how I do things if I'm going to join a stronger collective group because that will then define what's next for me. I don't know what's next for me because this is a small group. We're, look at our channel. We've grown at a very really slow pace because of we're consistent. We have a nice, what I call cult following. We've had people that we've met. But eventually, if we do meet and have more people it's as a group that we will decide what's next for us. So I, I leave that open for what's next. Like the future, I don't know what the future holds. I just know these steps that I'm doing hopefully is a contribution to that. But by joining these workers and talking to them about how it isn't just their country, Venezuela, That it's, a, it's not because a country is, it's because it's a whole system. And going to the USA is actually not going to, even though they're going up north and I'll support them, it's not actually, and I hope and I've had these discussions, it's not actually going to solve their issues. Going to the USA is not going to solve their issues. I'm in support for them to go and migrate wherever they want to. And if they want to come, they want to come, I'm in Mexico. If they want to go to the USA, go ahead. But I am very honest with them. I've had these conversations. Don't expect it to be liberating once you're there. It's not, it's another trap. And then we have these discussions. What do you mean by that? And they'll say things like, well, it's better than Venezuela. And I, I don't say, no, it's not, you know, but we have these discussions as workers. I think that's important to me. Those discussions in those circles that I had in Colombia are important to me. Uh, and if they want to know more and we join together, great. But then if it becomes a group and it becomes something more than just discussions, I think that's why I'm always leaving it open to what's next. You know, it'll be defined then. It'll be defined then, such as what this what's left has turned out to be. I didn't know we were going to become this. You know, as we've evolved, but I'm I have evolved with it because that's what you do when you work in a group, right? I mean, that's what that's how these things are supposed to be done. You know, this is yeah. I considered the the four of us to be uh, uh you know, like. Um, um, you know, is to comrades, but uh, virtually, but I but but to give to give or
3: to give space for other people like we are giving space where it's an opening for other people as well to come you know
0: Sounds like we need to change our name from what's left to what's next That's
2: exactly what, well, I was thinking that's what our name change will become like I think he's just literally figured out where our channel goes when we're ready. <laughs>
1: I what? thought it was meant to be what remains when Jess said what remains,
0: <laughs> like like bones or something like yeah. I guess so. In terms of the fight or like the cause, just thinking about like what is it and do we share it? I mean, I do think on the show we do have a very cohesive shared um cause and I think maybe a little less so just because there's more people but I I do feel that way about workers and students for choice as well for the most part um at least whenever I'm there (laughs) I'm not consistently there but um like more broadly I mean how I see the cause I guess would just be um humanity and nature and autonomy and um, authenticity, I guess, on one side, and then machine madness and anti-human control, hierarchy, that type of thing on the other side. Um, obviously, like there's so many different political factions and social factions and I think it I mean it's one of those things where I feel like it's shared and it's not shared, like we're all in such transitional phases um and something you said earlier, eduardo, I forget how you phrased it, something about like the what did you say it whatever it was it reminded me of um you guys know w h auden's uh famous poem where he at the end he talks about um uh like these dots of light, like in the distance. It's like a wartime poem. Um and it, it kind of ends like it's a really, really, really bleak <laughs> poem. Um but it ends with this image of like I think he calls them ironic ironic dots of light or something like that, like in the distance, right? And like the the goal in that moment of like darkness everywhere is to show an affirming flame. Um, And so it's like, you have all these little lights, right? And like, they're, yes, they're in solidarity in some ways, but they're also distinct. And I guess that's kind of how I see the broader fight in this moment. And maybe just, like, in general, like, that's kind of how change happens. And, um, and I agree with you, Eduardo, like, I, I have no idea what's next for me for what's left for society at large but i think it it's a big deal to be in a in a place mentally where you're like i'm okay with that like i tr- i trust you know maybe for some people it's like god or the universe but also i think like a trust in yourself right like like you were saying andy like no i don't want to be back there where like with the blinders on in my little safety zone like it's fucking scary to jump out of the tunnel um but I think if you're able to cultivate like just a sense of trust in your in your own I don't know I guess I I come back to like intuition which is maybe like more of a feminine (laughs) concept but um but to to trust that like we'll we'll figure it out I mean not to say that um I mean, obviously there's so much suffering and that's part of what makes it so overwhelming. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I've been like recently, like one of the reasons that I have been turning to like yoga and astrology and some of these like on the surface, much less political, uh, forms of connecting with other people. I think it has something to do with, um, one, like their ability to create space for people, um, kind of like you said, Eduardo, like creating space for people to uh, feel like they can figure out, like, who am I? like what 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 do I believe in? What do I want for my life, and to feel like, you know, I can make it happen, like individually and collectively. And then also, I think because those, for me, are activities that have brought a lot of healing. And I think you can't, if there's no, I mean, everybody, everybody on planet earth has endured trauma. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're alive, like you probably have endured and if there's varying degrees, whatever. Um, But I think it is like, in some sense, it's a process of learning how to heal. Um, Yeah. Not from COVID, (laughs) but just as people and I think like it's one of those mutual things where like when that process begins suddenly like the fight becomes part of that process and they mutually uh support each other right it's like you're healing but then you're also you know the idea of like even just like caregivers right like this idea that by helping other people you can actually help yourself like that's a very human experience I think um And yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of healing that needs to take place, uh, especially in light of the last few years. And it probably like the, you know, it's more than a lifetime's work for sure. I think there's going to be generational traumas from this time, even even if the revolution happens and we all end up punky dory, you know, uh, in 50 years. I still think we're going to be dealing with this shit for a long time yeah so it's like what like what tools can we gather like individually and collectively you know um people spaces skills um all that kind of thing like gathering i feel like i'm just sort of like collecting well this. i mean go ahead
3: go ahead
1: did you want to say something and i i interrupted so just Oh, you go you should
2: go and then i'll see if there's what i want to say yeah
1: time. i like i don't when news talk about doing yoga and you're continuing your your practice of astrology as well i don't see that separate from political work i don't ever see that separate from political work. Some people will say it is if i'm like i created uh, uh i created a, a what do you call it um after that what we called it distant school it was a, a cooperative pod. Oh, a pod, there we go. Yeah, it was a learning pod, but we didn't call it a learning pod. We called it something. We just called it a, co- a cooperative. We created a cooperative. What we were, what we were doing there was beyond academics. We were, we were talking about where we wanted to go and what direction as families in this, in this uh, independent uh, schooling. which wasn't really schooling. In this independent uh, cooperative. But sometimes feelings arise. And we had, we had some disagreements about things. For me, it was always about listening and it was about putting into practice everything that I have learned in either uh, you know, um, uh, deep listening uh, conversations such as uh, the work by, well, anyways, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, for me, it's meditating. For me, it's definitely always meditating and, and working my body, right? To me, that's important. As in doing yoga for me, I'm I'm not an expert in yoga, but what I do know is what I help helps me up my health. And in those conversations that were difficult, it was dealing with human emotions. It was just dealing with our differences. It's just dealing with egos and dealing with drama and dealing with uh, you know personalities and characters. And for me, it was it can be exhausting if I don't have something to go back to gardening and permaculture all of those things are skills that we're going to have to use eventually I, I really do think these are skills that anyone should have and so all of these things become political these things either for survival for when you know the economy crashes or when something sh- push push comes to shove and you are and you are if you are in in prison as political prisoner how do you deal with this, how, your sanity if you're going to be locked up in your and that's where meditation comes in if there is World War Three, and you're trying to survive. How do you grow your own food? And if there is community, and they're being and and they're being, uh, they're they're not they they lose their job because, for example, the mandates. How do you support one another by having that community and then growing food and sharing that abundance, such as we did with my neighbors, where we shared with each other food, not because they lost their jobs, because we thought, oh, we're doing more gardening since we're they here. I was doing gardening with the children. We shared each other's food. Whether it's dealing uh, with people in general. I, I think these things are very important. They're not separate from what we are doing. I think that's why I say it's both things need to happen simultaneously. You need to take care of your health and you need to also take take care of service that you're providing to this to our greater cause, to the political work. So I appreciate you saying that just that, you know, uh, these things are important. I don't see how it's separate. Uh, we've when you're talking to workers a lot of the things are that they're 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 going through whether it be whether it be some a factory worker the the stress of working under capitalism and having to be in a competitive world and having to go day in and day out i don't know how Brian did it he shared his experience as a factory worker that is to me amazing that he was able to read and still go to work doing that i don't know how he did it but there's stress there's a lot of economic stressors right and To me, I see migrants coming up north, facing the enforcers of 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 keeping people out, which are the military and police, and having to face that and confront that. Right, that is a sign of that's a resistance. You know, to me, that is where I think that when the discussions of capitalism and the discussions of like is the USA really the best world should come talk. We should talk about those, and that's what I'll be doing with them, and I've been doing that with them over WhatsApp. I've been talking to one of my want to say his name one of my friends from venezuela who speaks to me every time he has a chance and he's now in costa rica uh going to nicaragua no he's in nicaragua at this moment sorry uh and uh and we talked about that today because he was like oh, all of this all of these challenges that i'm going through i I don't know if it's worth it um but i, I think it will be once i'm in the usa i didn't say yes i simply just kind of looked at him and so Talking about those things with him and how to deal with his stress and his anxiety and what he saw, the things that he just he experienced in the in the jungle, in Panama, and that's where these the spiritual work comes in, right? I think that it can be it cannot be separate for
3: me. Yeah, you're just dealing with humans. You said it yourself. We do have humans have a lot of trauma. You said just, you know.
2: Um, I agree with that. And the thing, Eduardo, I guess I'll start with the things again, Eduardo, that, that you said that really resonated with me. Number one is you kind of described the way you kind of almost talked about the way you wake up each day and it's your spiritual self and organizing self and what what I'm, how are those two things linked and how is that how is that connected to the task of what, trying to change the world around me? Um I do think I have a similar like that is what I, I have always been organized around is the idea that each day, what is that cartoon, Pinky in the Brain? It's like, what are we doing today, Pinky? We're going to take over the world. You know, like that's what they're always trying to do, right? And mine is more like, well, how is what I'm doing today? Is That's been my lifeline is to, is to, is to ask myself, how is what I'm doing each day? Is, is it still part of trying to do that? Because if it isn't, then I'm really unmoored. Um, And the difficulty is is it's a little hard right now to see that through line. I used to think it, I was at a workplace in the working class. I had this notion that it was going to really be organized at work by building like uh, essentially workers councils at Mission High School, where we as workers would decide and we would kick out our managers essentially. I mean, in my head, that's kind of the way I saw it happening in the context of an overall revolution that might be happening in San Francisco and Oakland and spread like that's, I, I saw it as part of an uprising, um, and laying the groundwork for that moment. Um, well, I'm, I'm unmoored really from my workplace. Um, but I still believe in that overall transformation. And, and I do still think of it as these two parts of myself that need to be melded. Um, and, and I do think it, it, it is like my, my home life, my life with Brandy and Kismo and, People, my friends that I love and the things that really, um, make life worth living, um, are still like a really important home base to hold on to for my humanity and for my sense of purpose for like this, it's this feeling that I want to bring, have about the world and bring into the world and, and feel like what Jessica described, like with those 14 people, but like, maybe it's 14 million people, you know, whether we can, and 14 billion people really, you know, and Um, could we do that? Um, and, and the world is unfortunately like a, it's a, it's a meat grinder. And so you need something safe to keep, like, I feel like I'm using my home life as a sort of a, like the way scuba, you know, you, you put your, you have your boat and you put on the oxygen mask and you're connected to your boat. And if things get weird, they pull you back, you know? And so that's my home life right now. It's like, it's the place that I can always come back to that pulls you out if you get too deep. Because you can drown, um, and but at the same time, I also think, like, like Eduardo, you are doing the kind of work with your with the workers around you that I'm doing with kind of strangers at at the at the at the farmers market. That's my beat. I'd rather do that with strangers, honestly, than try to build that. Like, try to I've I've done some of that in my life, but I'd rather do it there, and that's just how I am. You'd rather do your thing in what you're doing. And Jess has found her way of connecting with people on the kind of avenues through yoga, apparently, and through other things. Maybe it's even at your, well, you're doing jujitsu. I just feel like we're going to have our different avenues where we're going to try to build connections and make decisions about how we're going to start to build, connect how those connections are going to be related to, like, talking about bigger transformations. Because there's some places I want to have that conversation, and sometimes I don't want to be thinking about that. and like. That's where I'm at home, you know, and because it's until it becomes until I become more confident and feel like the wind is at our back. And then I'm going to be like, let's talk about it all the time until that happens. I'm going to want to stay in this fight to change things, but I I'm going to have to have places where I can return to where I can not be thinking about that or not be feeling that sense of being used up. Um, and that sense of almost despair. Um, and what gives me hope is that feeling of connection in my, in my family here and the net and the sense that that can be built elsewhere. And like, and I think Jessica of, of you joining what's left, it's not like we did an interview. It's like, we didn't say we need a third person or fourth person. I I do remember we did think we were, (laughs) we kept on having being all guys. I mean, and there are women in the world. So it would be nice to see what kind of conversations could happen with men and women on such a space. But the real reason you're here is one, you wanted to be here. And two, we wanted you to be here. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like we said, who does... And and then when you joined, you were like, you took it very seriously. You were like, this, You, you just... It's like, there was no process. You just came in. And that's sort of how I hope to see the kinds of bigger connections we make. It's not like there's a, a resume we have, people have to see. It's people find their place within the communities that fit for them. Um, and I th- personally believe that there are going to be some communities that are not going to be right for me, that I would not fit in. But I want those communities to exist because they, fit, they work for somebody else. I just think there can be plenty of communities around this whole goddamn globe that many different people could find ways of fitting in. And I think all those communities could get along without messing with each other other than just be like to to share and to say, man, it's nice to be human and it's nice to be alive and to be on this planet with all this crazy, wonderful stuff. Can't we just enjoy it together? So that's as much as I know about revolution.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, When I came back yesterday, I was having a conversation with my partner who's lovely, but in a weird way, more cynical than me. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, I was grumbling about something, and he was like, well, you're not in Mexico anymore, you know, because I was in this wonderful, like, safe space where everybody I was talking to for two weeks was, like, so intentional, and we were listening to each other in ways that, like, don't always characterize, like, 90% of our lives, probably 99% of our lives, Um, and he was like, well, you're not in Mexico anymore, like, real life's not like that, and I was like, but why why couldn't it be like it could be like all of us deserve for our relationships to be like that and our jobs to be like that like for to have beautiful food like to have nature around us to uh, practice meditation or yoga or jujitsu or whatever and to and to have people who are like truly in solidarity with you like why like everybody deserves that why can't we have that Um, And I was also thinking about what you just said, Andy, and, and um, just the idea of like cycles and how I don't think we're always like, none of us are going to play the same role in the revolution for the entirety of the revolution, right? Like, otherwise it won't work. Like we have to, we have to go through periods of like, Okay, like this is my like I'm rallying, I'm organizing. Eduardo's doing interviews and traveling, and you know, um, there's going to be periods like that, and then there's going to be you know whatever. It might just be like literally resting. Um, And I think about it, you know, just it's not even a metaphor like nature, right? Like seasons, um, one season follows the next because that's what's needed to keep it going. Um, It's not a metaphor like we are. We're part of nature, right? Um, So it makes sense that we're all going to kind of play different roles, even just in our individual path along the way. Um, And I think, I don't know. I mean, I look back at my life and I'm like every single like really good decision that I've made at the time I was scared shitless and had absolutely no idea what I was getting into. Right. Like almost across the board. And I think that often is how things change. It's like you, you, you can't always see like the perfect vision or maybe you can, but it's not actually how it turns out. Like it's, it looks different than how you expect, but you don't really know. um, Like, what is that thing that says like, you know, and just in terms of political um, upheaval and um, I I guess revolution, like you can see like the Tinder you can see when the tinder's there, but you never really know, like, what's actually going to light the flame. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're somebody somewhere else. Um, and I do think that's, you know, maybe how history works. I don't know. I'm only 32. No, 33 years old. <laughs> Keep forgetting my age.
2: <laughs> wow, you really were disoriented coming out of that cave. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I I wasn't thinking anything. I was listening to Jess. Uh, I don't know what I was. In, I didn't think about what I was going to say. Um, uh, <laughs> what do I have to say next? I I was thinking about what you were saying. I, I mean, I'll just maybe I'll just go along with what she said. I mean, why can't we have that world, right? You were talking about Jess, uh, you know. But it's um, it's a constant. It's um, the only. Well, is it? That I always heard an education the only constant is change the only constant or the everything we just have to continue or the life is continuously a struggle or the work of political work is continuously the struggle like we're in the struggle like we have to just keep going uh, sometimes my partner gets upset because uh
3: my partner's spanish isn't at level with me and uh, i always say you know,
1: language is forever. Like I didn't, I'm not, I haven't just mastered English. I still feel like I'm constantly learning. And, Mm -hmm. and, and Spanish, even I'm still learning new words. And even in sign language, when I was just signing the the other night with my friend, I, I, I learned a new sign. You know, it's constant, constant, constant. it's a Google, right? Like it's forever. I hate Google now because they take up that word, but it's forever. Right. And like, there's no, and to what? what's the last number? There is no last number, right? So I think that uh, the world is the way it is and we have to do our part, but we cannot give up in this work, right? So, we, so, I mean, maybe I'm speaking to myself. I don't think, I think both of you don't need that from me. I'm telling this to myself. I, I think that to myself, like I just have to keep reading, keep studying, keep debating, keep showing up in the world and challenging what people are being, um, just conventionally accepting in the world and keep uh, finding my way. And if going down South and discussing with other workers, other migrant workers, um, what what's next for them and documenting their experiences and sharing with them and talking with them. If that's next for me, that's next for me. And then I'll come back to the USA and then what's next there? And I'll just keep finding, right, ways. I won't give up in, 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 in this. And I appreciate that what's left has anchored me weekly. And when I'm not there, obviously, and it's not a weekly thing, but, but most of the time in my life, it's a weekly thing. And I'm really surprised how, how long we've continued
3: with it. But it does anchor me and it keeps me, uh, it keeps me uh, alive. So I mean that's for me, and I and I appreciate. I think we, I think we do have.
1: We were talking about in the question. I think we do have, like Jess said, we do have shared, common, uh, interest. I think the smaller things, the details of that, has to be debated. What is it, socialism? What is it? Is it libertarianism? Is it syndicalism? Is it is it anarchism? Is it what kind of anarchism after that? And is it st- we still have those debates, and I think those are the debates I'm interested in more, than debating whether, as I used to, which candidate is the best one, which,
2: <laughs> you know, which is the lesser evil. I guess what comes out of, for me, this, this conversation is there was, I think there've been times when I've thought about revolution and I've read about periods in history. Um, I think it's possible for a person to decide to make a sacrifice for a cause. Um, but I feel like I've also read about times when people were sacrificed for a cause, um, which is a different thing for me. And I, since I do believe now that the thing I want to fight for and want to build is about is about humanity and is about building trust and connection and love, essentially, I think I've am coming to the notion that. Um, No one can be sacrificed for that. Like a person can decide to sacrifice themselves, but I don't believe in anything where I'd say,
3: well, this group has to be sacrificed. Kizmo does not want to be sacrificed.
2: (laughs) Although Kizmo has to go right now. Um, (laughs) um, He was just... Brandy was done teaching. Um, so that is something I'm wondering about. I mean I'm thinking about. Like it's like, yes, I mean, like, if the kind of thing we have to do requires that kind of sacrifice, then nah, I'm fine. We'll just we'll just be together and go down together. That's what comes to mind for me. Um, because that's I'm
3: I'm not interested in having to make that kind of uh
2: like I don't I don't think it's worth it. So we either all go forward. Or none of us go for it. That's how I guess I'm thinking about it now. Because that is the, to me now, this is like the way I'm thinking. And it really comes back to Jessica's 14 people. Like who, 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 who could be sacrificed out of that to make the world a better place? None of them. They all have to go together. And if you do have to, you're not the same. Like, and again, I want to make the distinction between somebody You know, there's people who do crazy stuff, like jump into rivers when they can't swim or jump on a grenade. I believe in that. And I think no no one knows what sort of decision they might make. Like, and that has to be that way. It has to be like, you can't predict what, what you would do. You just see who does it. That's one thing. One, somebody sacrificing themselves for people they love or something they love. Totally. 100%. But no one gets sacrificed in
3: this. And if they do, I ain't in it. I guess that's it for me. That's a good ending.
1: <laughs> I imagine we'll have this discussion again. You know, we have to continu- continuously revisit. Uh, I wonder sometimes where the rest of the people that joined us and workers as Students for Choice have been sometimes, you know, wherever they are scattered and wherever they are, uh, I hope they are well. And I hope they also join. They they continue keeping their light of resistance. That's what I I hope that most people wherever they are, everyone keeps a light of resistance. And in order to keep that light of resistance, you have to reexamine. You have to keep looking. Where am I at? So I I'm, that's why I said we're, we have we'll have this conversation again. You
2: know, and and I'm pretty convinced that they are. Like I, I actually when I think about some of the folks who haven't been around, they, those were not people who were like. They didn't come to this, these positions lightly you know so I know they're doing their thing but I think it's what Jessica said seasons um
3: yeah
2: and um and I like the I don't know who said it but I really do believe that when, when we need to do our name change it's going to be from what's left to what's next <laughs> I like it I think that's going to work but I'm not ready for what's next yet because I don't fucking know
3: <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
2: all right
1: well uh I guess that, that is that it i don't have anything else to add welcome
2: back jessica it's good to have you back
0: thanks good to be back
1: <laughs> that does it for this week's episode uh, what's left is a weekly political podcast slash channel challenging the mainstream left we post information about our topics and our guests in the episode notes where we found this episode or on our blog at what dash s dash left uh, you can find past episodes to this podcast slash channel there and connect with us i remind folks if you like anything you have heard here please uh, subscribe, rate, review, turn on your notifications to any of our platforms on Spotify, iTunes Podcast, iTunes Podcast Stitcher, Google Play, uh, BitChute, obviously YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, and you can find our blog and any of those uh, uh, to those links in the episode notes where we come this episode. If you would like to give us feedback about something you heard or suggest something for us to cover, contact us through our blog. I'm Eduardo Barca with co uh, Jessica and Andy Lipson, and Kenny will join us next week. Thank you all very much. Uh, wait, one more thing I forgot to mention is our uh, our social media handles uh, can be found on, in the episode notes as well as at Don Eduardo Barca for Instagram and Zezeb DKE and Jhomie eighty nine for uh, Jessica's, Jessica's Twitter handle. Thank you uh, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Ciao.